Good evening. Welcome to The Peasant's Apprentice. I am Scoot, and this is The Peasant Times Dispatch. Thank you for sticking with me. This is the fourth episode, so a bit of a milestone, because that means that the first episode, Keep Going, is about to go behind a paywall. I'll put a little bit of a delay before putting it behind a paywall, just so that if you're just tuning in now, if this is the first time you've heard of this podcast and you'd like to go check it out, you've got one last chance. Um, I'll go ahead and give, I'm just, let me check the calendar right now. Uh, this posts on the 10th. I'll give you a couple days. I'll give you until Friday the 12th is when I'll uh, put this behind or put the, uh, the first episode, keep going behind a paywall. So um, that's how this works. Um, and that's how this podcast functions. Um, I'll more on that at the end. Um, for today, you have seen by the title that I want to talk about the burdens of modernity. If you've been following the Peasant Times Dispatch for a while, if you're new to the Peasant Times Dispatch, you may have seen as the tagline that it is for peasants, Catholic peasants trying to coexist with modernity. I've talked a lot about Catholicism. I've talked a lot about being a peasant. I've not talked a lot about modernity. Um, so this podcast actually came out of a conversation that I had with Hambone um, of blessed memory since he is taking a hiatus from Substack. And um, anyway, I thought it was good to, to talk about it. So we're about to talk about it. Here we go. There are <clears throat> two kinds of problems that we encounter on a regular basis, I will say. Problems with the world and problems with us. I think it's fair to say that most problems fall into those categories. Problems with the world, those are glorious. Because imagine solving those problems. Imagine how much better the world would be if we could solve poverty, hunger, war. Those are glorious problems. And I would say that it's, I think it's fair to say that the domain of these problems is kings. And I mean that in a metaphorical sense. Now, before I continue, the other problem the problems with us, those are mundane. Those are mundane problems. Imagine solving those, the, those problems, the problems with, with me, the problems with you. They're kind of boring. They're not glorious. They are not going to get written about in any newspapers. They're not going to win you a multi-million dollar grant from some government agency. There's no acclaim in perfecting yourself. This is properly the domain of peasants. When I say that the glorious problems with the world are the domain of kings, what I mean is that kings, kingmakers, movers and shakers in the world, they are the people for whom those problems are close. The President of the United States, 
president of any country, has to look at the world and think about his people's, his country's, his nation's place in that world. What role is any given country going to play on the world stage? How are they going to help solve problems? Or how are they going to create problems? Sometimes kings have to do both. But there's a temptation there for us peasants. Because information is so available. You can go on you can go online and read about the minutest, smallest cultural problems in a country that is on the opposite side of the world from where you are. And you can get passionate about it. You can find out, you can find a charity that you can donate money to. You can find people in your neighborhood who don't know about this, who you think need to know about it. You can fill yourself with all this knowledge in pursuit of solving a glorious problem, a good problem to solve. But it is not close to you. You're a peasant, probably. You can't... I I like to frame it in this way. If there's a problem and you can push a button and make that problem go away, it is a problem that is under your control. I have a problem with technology, let's say. There's a lot of people who write in the digital detox space, so let's use that as an example. I have a problem with technology. I can push a button and I can make my technology go away. I can choose not to use my phone. I can choose not to use my computer. I can read books. I can write letters. That's a problem that I can control. That's a problem that is close to me. Tax policy. Can I push a button and change how taxes are done in this country or in any country? No. Can I push a button and stop a war? No. Can I push a button and start a war? No. Those are not problems that are close to me. So how does this relate to modernity? Well, the poison of modernity is this demand that you have an opinion on remote concerns. Concerns that are far away from you, that you cannot push a button and make them go away. Water cooler talk around the office. People might watch the news. Hey, did you hear about something happening in some far-flung country? Yeah, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Some people will hear about that stuff and they will get angry. They will be emotionally affected by these stories in some far-flung country. And you know what? They're probably right to be angry. Injustice, bad things, those are hard pills to swallow. It is hard to, to, to sit by and hear about that stuff and not do anything. They're glorious problems. 
but what can we do? Modernity wants you to have an opinion on it, and at the same time, wants you to not be able to do anything about it. And that delta between you as a lay person, as a layman, knowing the solution to a problem and not being able to do anything about it, that's the source of outrage. What are all these idiots in charge doing? I know the solution to this. This is a glorious problem. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I've been studying this problem. I've been watching the news. I've been reading articles. I've been reading around Substack looking for for more information on this topic. I know the solution. I'm not a king. This is not a close problem for me. I can't solve it. So all that energy is kind of wasted because you can't do anything about it. Really. I mean, again, use that, the analogy of pushing the button. What button can you press to make this problem go away? If you do have a button, if you have something that you can influence, by all means, do it. For the love of God, solve poverty, hunger, war, injustice. Make those problems go away. If you have the button, push it. But I don't. And I am reasonably confident that you don't either. So all that energy is going into the void and it's making us angry. It's making us outraged. It's not helping us. What about the problems of ourselves? Perfecting ourselves is a mundane task. It's not a glorious task. It's kind of boring. But it has the most impact on your life. Taxes in some far-flung country, that's not affecting you. You can have an opinion on it, but it's not affecting you. It's not changing your life. Taxes in our country, yeah, that does affect you, but you can't push the button to change it. So, where, where is all of that energy best spent perfecting ourselves? A wise man once said, The problem is you, and the solution is repentance. And that's kind of a hard thing to wrap your head around. The problem is me. The problem is you. And if we take that effort to perfect ourselves, then we can make ourselves better. We can make our families better. That has knock-on effects in the community. Again, remember the anecdote that I wrote about and that I've talked about a couple times that about changing your traffic behavior, like changing how you drive in heavy traffic can change everyone around you and it can make things smoother. You can change your community by changing yourself, by changing yourself against vice and sin and fallenness. Now that sounds like a tall order, 
You're like, you're, the, the word that I'm using is perfect yourself. No one can be perfect. How are we going to do this? Through Christ. When we surrender our burdens to Christ, the mundane, boring tasks and the worldly, glorious tasks. Christ carries the weight of the world when he carries the cross. Christ carries my weight when he carries the cross. When we let go of all of these burdens that weigh us down, that make us outraged, that make us angry, both worldly and glorious, and personal and mundane, when we surrender all of that, you know what we find? That the yoke is easy and the burden is light. But it is a yoke and there is a burden. It's not that there's no yoke, it's that it's an easy yoke. be a peasant, there's two steps to put yourself in the mindset of a peasant, the way that I'm envisioning it here. We have two kinds of, of burdens that we carry. There's real and there's imagined. The real burdens are, what am I going to have for dinner? How am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to provide for my family? The imagined ones are, what is the tax policy in Uganda? Tax policy over there is not, not affecting me. Tax policy here is barely affecting me. Again, I don't have a button that I can push to change it. So, peasant step number one is to acknowledge that those imagined burdens the ones far away that I can't control that I carry and that make me angry that they're false and they're illusory we make ourselves world martyrs burning ourselves with worry at a stake that we erected for ourselves that no one's forcing us to stay on I can't push a button and stop a war, or change policy, or pass a law. If I like, if I can't do that, do any of those things about some problem that is weighing me down, it's not a real burden. I don't need to carry it. I can give that to Christ. I can pray about it because prayer works. Prayer does more to solve the problem than being outraged on the internet. Pray about it. But don't carry that weight. That's step one. <clears throat> Peasant step two is to remember that the boring and mundane problems, the little problems, the little way, you might say, for those of you digging into St. Therese, those are sweet and salvific, sanctifying. Cleaning your home can do more to get you to heaven than worrying about tax policy. Because if you do little things with great love, 
it will redound in heaven. Worrying about tax policy doesn't help anybody. It's not it's not going anywhere. That energy is not not going into anything productive. But cleaning your home that affects you, that affects people in your home. And if you do that with great love, Mother Teresa has a quote. It's a maybe even a cliche at this point. I've got it on one of those plates that are in my kitchen near the sink. And it says, wash the plate, not because it's dirty, but because you love the person who will use it next. Imagine that. Imagine that kind of influence that you can have in your own home. Imagine that kind of love infusing your own home, steeping you in it. And then you step outside and you carry that love with you into the world. Imagine that. But you have to do things and they have to be with love. It is an easy yoke, but it is a yoke. It is a light burden, but it is a burden. It is a good burden. There's three kinds of people who become saints. The first is martyrs, people who are put to death for proclaiming the truth of Christ. There's, in kind of a perverse way, that's the easy path to heaven. They take all their suffering at once and they die for it. And then they get the reward of heaven. We who have long lives, we have to spread our suffering out. The second kind of people who become saints are kings. These are people who have power and influence, but they humble themselves interiorly such that they are nothing. And God chooses them for his work so that there's no mistake about whose work it is. No one mistakes that St. Louis of France, St. King Louis, King St. Louis, however you say that, the deeds that he performed in life came from God. No one looks at St. Louis, King of France, and says, man, look at all this stuff that St. Louis, King of France, did on his own power. He's a saint. God worked through him. He humbled himself interiorly to be able to do that. And that's how St. Louis king of France, was able to solve glorious worldly problems. The third kind of people who become saints are peasants, people of no power, no influence, who know that everything that they have comes from God. And God chooses them for his work because they are the least potent vessels of all, because there's no mistake about who is working in their lives. St. Peter was a fisherman. He became the first pope, the rock on which the church was built. St. Joan of Arc was a farmer's daughter who crowned the king of France 
St. Therese of Lisieux was of humble origin. She was not noble. Maybe she was well off. But she dedicated her life to God in the little way. Became God's little flower. And God worked good works through her. These peasants get to heaven because no one else could have achieved what they achieved except God. Because they humbled themselves and knew that everything that they have comes from God. Every problem that they needed solved was solved by God. Maybe not in the way that they wanted, but in the way that God desired. That's what we mean when we say God's will be done. We're surrendering control of the outcome. We're letting God work. The peasants surrendered their worldly concern. The kings surrendered their interior importance. And the peasants and kings both know that anything good and glorious that is done is because of God working through them. Now, if we aspire to humble ourselves, maybe, maybe God will work through us. Maybe he won't. Maybe after we die, no one will know who we are. But we can still be saints. can still carry the light burden while God carries the world. Jones, Joan of Arc, so Jones are more plentiful than King Lewis's because it is easier to be unimportant when you're unimportant. It's easier to be nobody when you're nobody. And God always finds more willing hands in the dirt. Hard at work with nothing, seeking nothing. Seeking only conformity to God's will. So lay your burdens down. Let God carry the world. Give God room to carry the world. Remember that the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Thank you for listening to The Peasant's Apprentice. Like I said up top, this is the fourth episode. So the first episode called Keep Going is going behind a paywall. Paywall. Every episode after this will mark the paywalling of another episode behind it. So, if you would like to support this podcast, please consider a paid subscription. If you can't, for whatever reason, get a paid subscription, you can support this podcast by leaving a like, telling me what you thought about it, sharing it with a friend, I really appreciate your feedback and support. And I thank you again for listening. This has been 
The Peasant's Apprentice. I'll catch you all next time.